welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Law Area Chamber of Commerce, and we have a special episode today. Uh, as this is Black History Month, we are celebrating that all throughout the month of February. Uh, we wanted to bring in a few of our civic leaders uh, that are African American and have the uh, ability. We have uh, April Legier, or Legier, if I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, April Legier is a, the newest member of the Rogers City Council, and then we have Mandel Samuels, who is a member of the Planning Commission. Uh, for the city of Rogers as well. So we're going to talk to them about a little bit of their stories, the importance of civic engagement, specifically as we uh, increase in diversity here in Rogers in Northwest Arkansas, the importance of representation and having uh, having people that serve and, and civic leaders that are reflective of the community that, that we live in and that we serve as well. And as we continue to grow more and more diverse, that's going to be a, a bigger thing that, that factors in uh, as our city continues to grow here. So we are going to be talking with uh, city council person April Legier and uh, Planning Commission member Mendel, Mandel Samuels here on the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast. All right, April, Mandel, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you being part of this uh, Chamber Voice of Podcast, uh, Voice of Business podcast. And uh, just real quickly, you know, I mean, it's it's freezing outside. It's like six degrees. So we're doing this on Zoom and, uh, you know, just have everybody's able to stay warm inside. But uh, we'd just love to uh, get a little bit of your story, kind of how, how you got here, where you go. Uh, and, and we'll start uh, with, with, with uh, Miss Legier, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Steve, thank you for the introduction and thank you for the opportunity to um, share my perspective around um, diversity and inclusion um, in Northwest Arkansas, specifically Rogers. Um, but like you said, my name is April Legier. Um, I am the newly elected councilwoman for the city of Rogers. I have been in Northwest Arkansas, particularly Rogers, for just over eight years. Um, I'm an Air Force veteran. So um, once I once I got out of the out of the Air Force, I transitioned to Northwest Arkansas through the Walmart Veterans Hiring Initiative, and okay. I have been in the area since. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so I have a teenage daughter, um, Sophia, um, and I have I've watched her thrive in this community, and we've made the decision to call Rogers home. And so I, I, I believe very deeply in civic engagement and being a part of your community. And so once we've once we made the decision that this is home and that we're going to stay in Arkansas, I made the call to um, to take a step out and represent our community. So it took me about two years to really get my bearings about me and understand what was the race or what was the level of, of civic engagement that I wanted to get involved with. And once I landed on um, the city race, that's what I've been focused on for about 18 months to ensure that I was prepared and putting my best self forward um, to represent not only our city, but the minority community as well. Oh, that, that's fantastic. That's, that's a great story. And we always love to hear people that, especially coming from outside of the area, which so many residents of Northwest Arkansas are, uh, not, not from Arkansas. I think, I think the, the natives are actually outnumbered uh, by, by us transplants. I think Ross is the only, uh, only Arkansas native here on the, <laughs> on the call right now. Uh, but it's, just, it's great to see people get here and just enjoy the community so much and want to get plugged in and make it a better place, not just for you, but for your daughter as well. So that, that's fantastic and a great story. Uh, shifting over to Mr. Samuels. Um, what, what's a little bit of your story? How'd you, how'd you end up here and what made you want to uh, think uh, city planning is the, or planning commission is the way to go? Thank you, Steve, for inviting me to this discussion today. I appreciate it. 
and I'll give you a little bit of my background. Um, my wife and I actually moved here 20 years ago from uh, Florida. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and just needed to get closer to home in case family issues came up. Oh, yeah. So opportunities came up for us here, and I joined the University of Arkansas, which is where I've been. And as you see decisions being made in the city and in the area around you, you may not understand why those decisions are being made or how those decisions are being made. So I decided to get involved. Without getting involved, you'll never know. Mm -hmm. Plus, decisions are being made and you don't know what they're considering or the issues they have to deal with or the laws or whatever. So I actually started attending the city council meetings just to get a better idea. From there, uh, I was uh, talking with the mayor. And he uh, asked me to be a part of the Board of Adjustments, which I started on there. And then shortly after, maybe a couple of years on the Board of Adjustment, then I was asked to uh, move to the Planning Commission. I was also asked by the chamber to be part of the Vision 100 team that was mm -hmm. put forward. So I wanted to get involved so I could see the decisions are being made, why they're being made, what's underneath those decisions, and to bring my perspective to the commission, to the city, so they can get various ideas and just various thoughts from different uh, citizens in the, in the city. Mm -hmm. And, and that kind of goes right into to where the, the, the crux of the conversation today is is definitely just the importance, like what you were talking about, uh, Mandel, was just the having your perspective, because your perspective is so much different, and you have a, a very unique story by comparison, uh, you know, to people that just haven't had to walk a mile in your shoes, and, and same with you, April, like just in terms of how important is it to get that that voice and that perspective out there? Because I'm, I mean, for me as a white male, I have a completely different life experience than what, what you guys have had. And, you know, if you look at the demographics of our region, you go back just a generation and how much more diverse we are now by comparison. Um, but, you know, seeing those decisions and having to impact that, I mean, was that a factor in, in your guys' choice of, of wanting to, to get more publicly involved? And, and how do you feel that uh, you're able to, to do that? This could be for either person. Yeah, just conversation. <laughs> okay, so I, I think most people probably know, but that was the foundation of my campaign of running for city, uh, for city council. It was community, mm -hmm. culture, and growth. Representation matters, simply put. Um, you do not understand my story or his story, and I don't understand your story. So by having a, di a diverse set of leaders at the table and having a discussion and having um, a respectable exchange on what is important to me, to you, and to all of us, we can find the common ground and respectfully move forward and make this city a community and home for everyone. Um, Rogers, it, we are at a crossroads. We are, our minority community is growing exponentially year over year. And when you look at the community or the businesses that are in our community, it's going to continue to, to grow and we're gonna stay on this path. So by having representation at the table and having these conversations today, we're building a future um, where our tomorrow is going to be welcoming and we will we'll represent this community in a manner of which everyone will want to call home. 
Mendel, how do you think that applies to the uh, to the Planning Commission in terms of decisions about where, you know, for those that aren't familiar with the Planning Commission, it's, you know, picking rezoning and, you know, highest and best use for land and for commercial projects and things like that. How, how would you say the, what, what, why would you say the importance to have a diversity of thought and diversity of life experiences uh, on a Planning Commission? Well, to tag on to what uh, April was discussing, we all have different experiences we all grew up in different places and different neighborhoods. When you're seeing decisions being made, if you're not understanding what another person may have gone through or need, then you can't make a decision that's best for the most people. We all have different needs. And I would also like to add, diversity is not just my skin color versus your skin color. Of course. That's okay. why I specifically said diversity of thought. Right. We have socioeconomic issues. Uh, again, going back to the Vision 100 experience, with us growing in this area, we need a place for people to live who have different salary levels, mm -hmm. right? Well, that comes into the zoning and having a place for people to live that they can afford. And I'm not talking about Section 8 housing, right? I'm simply talking about different salary levels. Right. So when you have different people from different backgrounds and different experiences, it, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's race, salary, whatever it is, then they will bring something to the table that you may, you may not think of because you haven't had that experience. I, I think that's great. And I think you really hit the nail on the head by, by pointing out that, you know, a lot of people think diversity is skin deep. And it's not, it's really not. Diversity is, yeah, yeah age diversity, diversity of religion, diversity of lifestyle, I mean, socioeconomic, I mean, all of that. So as um, one of, uh, you know, April, I believe you, you were the, the only minority on the, the city council currently for the city of Rogers. How important do you feel it is? I mean, you're the, you're the first African-American woman elected to this position. How, how, does that, how does that make you feel? Like, do you think that there is... A, like there's there's obviously historical significance, but what's the legacy of, of that? Where where do you see that going? Do you? I mean, obviously you hope not to be the last. That's right. Um, it's exciting to me, but you you shared my symptom my sentiment. Um, I will not be the last. So I'm paving the way for my daughter, for Mandel's daughter, for anyone's daughter to um, recognize there's a place for you in a leadership role. And it's wherever you feel that you your passion lies. Um, I very much believe in the notion of, of preparing our, our young people um, for life, for, for the future. And again, it goes back to if we can focus on the diversity today, we're not gonna lose our talent. We're not going to lose um, the young people. They'll want to come back home. They'll mm -hmm. want to bring their, their experiences back to Northwest Arkansas and continue, uh, continue for us to create a, a community or an environment that we will thrive. Um, right now we see young people leaving because they don't believe that they can get the culture that they want in Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. We continue down this path and we continue to show them that there is a space, there is opportunity for them, they'll stay and we can continue to thrive. 
that touches into a lot of what what Mandel deals with in terms of making sure people have a place to live, that the zoning is, is used properly, so the parks are getting used right, things like that uh, as well. Uh, Mandel, you talked about you moved here from Florida. Uh, were you civically engaged uh, in, in Florida, or was this kind of a new experience when you moved to Arkansas? I was not civically engaged in Florida. Uh, this was somewhat of a new experience. When we lived in Texas, I started trying to get involved, but felt that I wasn't or couldn't be heard. Okay. And so that was, I was, I was upset by that. And so I just kind of left it alone. Uh, when I got here and I started thinking about it again, I said, well, no matter what I feel, if I don't get involved, nothing will ever change. Mm -hmm. right? Nobody can hear you if you're not willing to speak up. So my thing was, okay, regardless if I feel uncomfortable or not, or if I think I'm not being heard, I'm going to make the effort. Uh, thankfully, I was heard. I mean, I've, it's been a great experience. I know a couple of the uh, council people who I had some meetings with as I was starting to get involved and looking for ways to get involved. And everybody was very helpful in getting me connected with the right people and the process and how to get involved. Uh, so my, hopefully my example and what I want to try to do is get other people involved. Right. Because people will say, I can't get involved. Well, yes, you can, but you have to make an effort. And it may not be easy. You know, April actually ran for office, so she was elected. Well, that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. A lot of work. A lot of yeah, work. I, 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 in a couple minutes, I definitely want to get to your experience <laughs> of what that was like. You no, know, I was appointed. Uh, so I want to get involved. I want to stay involved. And how else can I assist the city or the planning commission or the city council in moving the city of Rogers forward? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just curious, you know, you, you talked about past experiences where you just felt like your voice wasn't heard, but here you felt like there was, that was a little bit different. Did, was that more of a recent involvement or was that, did you kind of feel that way when you moved here 20 years ago and you've seen the needle or the pendulum swing in that direction or, or kind of was it, did you feel like that you were going to be able to have your voice heard right away? Well, as soon as I started getting involved, I felt welcomed. Okay. And I had some meetings with people, but my past experience when we lived in Texas made me hesitant to get started. Okay. Uh, the other thing that happens, though, was Bill, on my part, is I needed to become more educated about the process. Mm -hmm. so when I was in Texas, I wasn't as educated about the process. So part of that not feeling welcome has to be put on me. Okay. Okay. Uh, and when once you do get involved and you started to educate yourself about the process, because you see decisions being made in neighborhoods in the city and buildings and all this, and you don't realize, you think, oh, they just decided yesterday to throw up this building and they got started. Well, no, there's a lot that happens before that building gets started. Right. And sometimes you'll say, well, why did they build X here? Well, sometimes there are laws and things that says they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you just look at it as you get, become educated about the process, you become more aware of what it takes and then you can share that with others and then also share your thoughts though about what's going on and how a neighborhood may be affected or people may be affected. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's the highest use of what you can do with on the planning commission is make sure that you're considering what happens to the people because all of that, all that gets impacted. Um, April, shifting back to you for a second. What was that experience like campaigning? I mean, especially, you know, what the election was in November. So you're campaigning throughout the spring and summer. 2020 was a crazy summer for specifically race relations in America. I mean, what was that experience like walking around the city of Rogers, I mean, knocking on doors and talking to people with all yeah. of that noise from the national scene in the background? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And I, I have to be honest, as I think back on it, I'm still in awe um, that I'm here. Um, because on top of the fact that we went, we are, because it's not over, we are still mm -hmm. going through a racial reckoning, reckoning in this country. Absolutely. Um, and, and we are in Arkansas as well. And then you layer on top of that, the fact that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So my race was non-traditional. Um, I did no contact canvassing. Um, mm -hmm. Every weekend we were out super early. We started early um, for, quite frankly, for safety, for safety reasons. Um, we started early and we were finished by mid-morning um, and we got out and we hit neighborhoods and we connected with people and we did the outdoor events um, so we could do it in a safe space um, where they're in open air environments. Um, I did a lot of mailers. I, I fundraised a lot of money um, to ensure that I could reach out the constituents across the city and not just in my in my ward. Mm -hmm. um, so, but most most um, most exciting for me, and and I have to be honest, what I think I'm most proud about for my race was the fact that it was ran by my daughter. So wow. at the time she was 16. Um, for, for many different reasons, um, I, I needed help that I didn't expect that I would need along the way, and my daughter filled that gap. And so young people matter, and I'm going to keep, that is what, what I believe in. I believe in the, the sense of community and this notion that our young people are our future, and I have an example of that, and that's my daughter and her friends, um, in helping them understand what it means to be civically engaged at a young age, so when they are ready to come back home and they are ready to be a part of our community as, as young adults, they have, a, they have a, a baseline to refer back to, and that their voice and their opinion matters. Well, you just gave me some good fodder to use against uh, my 16-year-old when he complains about work. Be like, hey, hey, she ran a successful city council campaign. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Mindell, <laughs> uh, looking at the kind of, again, kinda almost on the legacy or the example that you're setting of, of being physically in, or not civically involved um, on that. I mean, do you hope to see that kind of trickle down to, to, you know, the younger generation or, you know, other, other African-Americans here in the community to see the importance of, of getting involved and the difference you can make? Hopefully it's not just for African-Americans, for everyone to get involved. Absolutely. I like that. And to get Absolutely. involved at a younger age. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I wish I would have got involved at a younger age. Uh, and that you can make a difference. We can't sit back as citizens of any city, watch what happens, complain, and do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. You can't get involved. So I don't look at it as a legacy. I'm not trying to 
be this star out here or anything. But at the same time, like first I have friends in other cities and I've encouraged them. Have you gone to a city council meeting in your city? And they're saying, well, no, well, why don't you go? Mm -hmm. How can I, well, here's look for this, talk to this person, ask them about X, do this, do that. So I'm trying to get other people who are friends of mine who are about my same age uh, to get involved in their city in whatever way they feel comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Everybody may not want to be on the city council. Everybody may not want to be on the planning commission, but you can still attend city council meetings, let your voice be heard. If they see you, oh, and they see you consistently, then as again, using my own example, I was going to try, uh, basically trying to attend every city council meeting. Mm -hmm. One of the city council people came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I noticed you've been in all the meetings. What's your name? And that kind of started the conversation and got the ball rolling. Uh, so I want to encourage young people, as you may or may not know, I teach at the U of A. And I'm always mm -hmm. trying to encourage younger people to get involved, get involved early, because they can make a difference. As we all know, and people always say, you know, the world belongs to them in the future. Right. I, I think that's a, a great sentiment right there of just, you know, what we're doing. You guys both touched on it. You're building a future for, for your kids and the next generation. And that, that's really what it's about. What do you hope, how do you hope to see the needle move more in terms of increased diversity, race relations, you know, all that just locally, obviously the national scope is, is a little bit beyond our control right now, but, uh, but I mean, just on, on the local side, what, what do you guys hope to see over the next few years through work just within the city that the chamber's doing, that other organizations, where are we, where are we headed in your opinion? Go ahead, April. From my point of view, success for us, success for the city of Rogers is having, is having representation on every board, on every committee, um, in every position of leadership to match the face of our community. That's what success looks like. And by having committed leaders and having partners across the table that believe in that and support that, we will be able to get that. I would agree with everything she said and just add as far as like the planning commission or various boards, to my knowledge, and I, so I can't say it was a hundred percent, but to my knowledge, there are no his, Hispanics on any of the boards. I believe that's true for right now. Right now. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, yes, I know that we are, I, and I, I will speak to to the work the chamber is doing. Uh, Giovanni Sarmiento with, with our office, um, he he definitely as the some uh, openings have come open, um, he is starting to make recommendations of people within the Latino community to get on boards and commissions. Um, so that's that's a, an initiative the chamber took on that we wanted to to make sure to to see that we were inspired by your example. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping that that happens. And then other African-Americans or whatever uh, ethnicity they are, once they see all the people or people like them or people other than the majority on these boards, that then they will be inclined to at least ask questions about it and hopefully <laughs> actually become actively involved. It'll be one step at a time. Um, you, know, you see April 1, and so people will see that and go, oh, okay, maybe I can run for city council and win. Mm -hmm. and, and April, I mean, it, 
nothing against your opponent. I thought he was a great man and, and everything. And he is. And I, I want to be clear on that. He is. Oh, absolutely. Fun. Yeah. You had an uphill battle. I mean, yes. your, your opponent was a known commodity, was, was the incumbent mm -hmm. um, and was still able to pull that off. I mean, what did that feel like? I mean, because that, that definitely, it, it was a shock to me. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier and I'll say it again. Um, I was absolutely in awe. Um, it was hard work um, and I stayed, I'm not going to tell you that it was easy because it was not. There were moments right. that it was, you know, I had my moments of feeling really good and was on a high, but then I also had my moments of, oh my goodness, <laughs> what in the world did I get myself into? Um, but it culminated in just an absolutely feeling of utter amazement um, and awe. I, I do want to reiterate the fact that um, who, who I ran against, he he's a fantastic um, resident of Rogers. He is a great, um, a great leader and he has been nothing but graceful to me to help me make this transition and ensure that I'm successful because he too believes in the fact that um, representation matters. And it was very um, heartfelt to me through our conversations during the transition. That's good. And, and I think it's also important to note, it wasn't like a, your opponent did something that you were like, oh, I can't, you know, I got to take it. It, yeah. was, no, it was just, you felt the need to run and That's you right. decided to run. So. That's right. Um, this was not about lack of leadership or poor leadership. Quite frankly, I have really big shoes to fill. This was absolutely about the fact that I believe in representation and that our future um, and the present honestly deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandel, just uh, as we get close to wrapping up here, um, as an educator, how important is it to you to make sure that the next generation is being educated the right way? It's very important. Not only educated the right way, but a rounded education. That I get. That's a better way of putting what I just said. Yes, a more well-rounded education. Absolutely not just in their specific area they want to concentrate in, but in other things in the world. So for instance, this semester, one of the classes I'm teaching, which before we did this, I was doing some grading <laughs> and I'm teaching a diversity class. Mm -hmm. And we touch on, of course, that's a sensitive subject, right? And so we touch on various topics, but they get a better understanding of everyday issues that a person may go through that they haven't experienced and never thought of. But they also find out that there are some Caucasian people who have experienced things that other people hadn't thought of. They'll, oh, you experienced that? Mm -hmm. You know, and so you get a better understanding, again, it's representation. As they refer to, everybody's represented. You get a better understanding. Oh, just because that person's Caucasian, they haven't had they've had challenges just like I've had. Okay, here are the challenges I've had as an African American. Here's the challenges I've had as a Latino. Whatever it is, there's been some of the issues have been weight issues. There's been age issues. So you get a better overall education and understanding of what people are going through on an everyday basis people in different, different socioeconomic levels. So people take for granted. One of the questions we discuss is how have you, what advantages have you had? Whatever you are, whatever your life has been, what advantages have you had that others may not have had? And that makes people think, oh, well, you know, 
I got up and ate breakfast this morning without a problem. Mm -hmm. There were other people that didn't. So if we just start thinking about that and understanding that, okay, I don't see it, but let me go talk to this person and see what challenges they may have in the city that we maybe can address. That, that's fantastic. You, you remind me of that video. Uh, I, I've seen it a few different times. It was a college professor that was having everybody line up in a race for a hundred dollar bill. And, but, you know, if you did this, then take one step forward. Like if you never went to bed hungry, take one step forward and just saw all the advantages that people got that they don't think about, like what you were talking about, which I, I that's, a, if you haven't seen that video, it's a really great one. Um, that, that really exemplifies that point. Um, April, any, any final thoughts from you before we, uh, before we close out here? Yeah, I just, um, I want to share again my um, gratitude for having the opportunity to share my perspective. Um, this, we've talked about it earlier, and I'll reiterate it again. Um, this is a journey that mm -hmm. we're on. Um, it's going to take time. Um, and we may not always make the best decisions along the way, but we'll learn from them and be able to apply those lessons um, so we can create a community that we all want to come that we all want to call home and thrive in. Um, and I just look forward to being on the journey in Rogers. We're, we're glad that you're, you're on, the, on the bus with us. <laughs> we're all going in the same direction. So it's good, good to have some partners here. Uh, Mandel, any, uh, any final thoughts? I would just like to, again, thank you all for inviting me to, again, share my perspective and my thoughts. I uh, appreciate um, Ms. Legere and what she's accomplishing to this point. And for us all to understand that diversity and inclusion is important for the city of Rogers, for the country moving forward. We can't exclude people and expect to succeed. That's very well put. That, that is great. Well, thank you both for coming on today's uh, Voice of Business podcast. We are grateful to get your experiences and your thoughts and, and your perceptions on uh, what's going on locally uh, and, and just kind of the, the example that both of you are setting um, for future generations as well. So we, we do truly appreciate that. And we talked a little bit earlier about the uh, planning commissions and boards uh, that are or commissions and boards that are available through the city of Rogers. And there are some openings. I was told this uh, just the other day from from, uh, from Shanda with the city, that uh, there, there are some openings, there will be some, an application process. Uh, so you can be sure to check the uh, Chamber social media page uh, as we will be pushing those out as those openings are, are uh, the applications are given to us so we can help get that out into the community. So uh, if you're listening and are curious about how to get involved or how to get plugged in, please reach out to the Chamber. We're happy to help. I'm assuming they can uh, reach out to uh, to wonderful city council person, April Legere or wonderful planning commission member, Mandel Samuel and they can help with resources as well. So again, thank you guys both very much for being on here. We truly appreciate it. And this has been today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast. <laughs>